Hi there. Welcome to Spiritual Conversation, a place to explore ideas and inspiration to help us align with our true spiritual purpose and live our best lives. I'm Jacqueline Clare, your mermaid of the airwaves. Join me in this deep dive. Hey, my friends, what do you say we have a spiritual conversation? In fact, I would like to announce that I've actually figured out what's going on. Yes, I figured out, at least on the micro, what is going on in the world. We've all been grounded for life. We've been very bad boys and girls, and we've been sent to our room, go sit in the corner, we can't go outside and play with our friends, We're grounded for life. Do you feel that way? I realized this. (laughs) I was ruminating on something more so than usual that happened a few months ago. And I sort of caught the thought and I was like, why am I still thinking about this? You know, why have I not moved on from this? And I saw very clearly I was like, because I'm grounded, because I can't go anywhere. I have no travel to plan. I have no friends to meet up with or new people to meet. I can't go to my dance class. Like, I'm grounded. And then I also saw, wait a second, grounded also has another meaning right? To be grounded is the opposite of being flighty, being frenetic or agitated with, with fear and uncertainty and, and trying to make solid that which cannot actually be solid, right? To be grounded in the positive sense is to be spiritually centered, to be rooted, to be authentic, to be present, to be whole, to be healed. And this opportunity that we have right now, where collectively we are staying home and we're adapting our lifestyles, is one in which we can truly work on being grounded. And that thing that I was ruminating on, it helped immediately to see like, oh, it isn't necessarily that this is terribly impactful for my soul, but rather that on the superficial level, I have less distractions and that helped. But also I think Anything, now is the time to address and heal all of those psychological, dare I say, skeletons we've been, you know, piling up in the closet. I think that's one reason why it's so hard and scary to be still. And by still, I don't mean always literally, but but when we are deprived of our plethora of distractions, 
there is an element of stillness that we must contend with. And in that space of stillness, things will come up that need to be healed. And rather than see that as a bad thing, like, oh, now I'm just like driving myself batty with all this, you know, undealt with stuff from my past or my childhood or, or my, you know, the, the obstacles to my nearness to God because of my resentments or fears or doubts or whatever, that these are good things. Like we are a blessed generation. And again, when I say these things, I never, ever mean to be disrespectful to the calamity of this situation and people who are losing loved ones and livelihoods and all that stuff. Trust me, I don't mean to be disrespectful and I'm right there with you. But for those of us who are uh, only scathed on the material level and are just dealing with the unprecedented amount of discomfort and uncertainty, we are so blessed and lucky to have this collective time and opportunity to deal with our own SHIT. You know, like this is amazing because... The world has slowed down long enough that we can we can work on these things. And this brings me so much comfort, and I think it's very graceful. The idea that things actually have to come up. They have to bubble up to the surface of our awareness for us to be able to release them and turn them over to God. And this doesn't necessarily mean ages in the psychologist's armchair. It might be one humble, sincere moment of saying, God, I see this. Please take this from me or please heal this. It's using our free will to release the things that otherwise could haunt or plague us. A friend of mine said that she felt like it was Groundhog Day, you know, the movie where he gets stuck in a time loop and every day is the same day and he wakes up to, I got you, babe, on the radio every single day. And I saw, you know, there's actually something relevant in that. That movie has a plot because even though he's stuck in a time loop, the protagonist is conscious of what's going on. And granted, it becomes very frustrating for him. But, you know, if he was not conscious, there would be no movie. It would just be one day repeating over and over again. But he is grounded in a sense. He is conscious. He is awake. He is paying attention, willfully willfully or not. But that's beside the point. And I think for those of us who are aware of our need for spiritual connection and to nurture that side of ourselves and that the spiritual output of our lives is ultimately what matters, that that's like us in the middle of the crazy world storm, is that we can be holding our spiritual ground and taking responsibility for our own spiritual inventory and psychological inventory 
and what we are, you know, breathing back out into the world. And also in that movie Groundhog Day, he gets day after day after day to try to get it right, to try to do it better than he did yesterday. And this is also a spiritual principle, little by little, day by day, little by little, day by day. And when you start to feel hopeless about the world, I have this amazing quote from Abdu'l-Bahá to share with you, and it's about you. Verily, God has chosen you for his love and knowledge. God has chosen you for the worthy service of unifying mankind. God has chosen you for the purpose of investigating reality and promulgating universal peace. God has chosen you for the progress and development of humanity, for spreading and proclaiming true education, for the expression of love toward your fellow creatures, and the removal of prejudice. God has chosen you to blend together human hearts and give light to the world. So there is hope, and it is you. And and to me, that's extremely empowering because I have faith in you and me. And I think the more we can be present and humble and real and authentic and grounded, the cleaner our own psychological and spiritual room is, the better able we are to do these things. You know, who's going to clean up the world? We are. And here it finishes, the doors of his, God's generosity, are wide, wide open to us, but we must be attentive, alert, and mindful. And now mindful has a new, an updated meaning, right? Being grounded, being conscious. Maybe that's what it meant back then too, but it's become much more um, hip and I think both meanings work. So attentive, alert, mindful, occupied with service to all mankind, appreciating the bestowals of God, being grateful even in the midst of challenge, and ever conforming to his will. And again, I think our free will is given to us so that conforming to holy will has meaning, has depth. And one thing that I also want to add about meaning and depth, I've recently learned the the phrase um, toxic positivity which is when you refuse to confront anything that isn't just happy and positive all the time. And you know what, folks? Rainbows come after storms and gray clouds. Flowers grow out of the dirt, and they need rain 
An abundant harvest needs dirt and rain and manure. Like, to be authentically a source of light and positivity, one must be honest and authentic and truthful. And that includes moving through that which is dark and not pleasant. This quote that I read was from Abdu'l-Bahá. Abdu'l-Bahá in the Baha'i faith is referred to as the master. He was a master of living. He was the perfect example of a human being in this life. And boy, did that man know suffering. And in his interactions with people, he was pure encouragement and joy and hope and upliftment. And it had meaning and gravitas and authenticity because that man knew suffering so deeply. So I just wanted to plant that in you, that optimism and hope and you know, being this light to the world is very robust if it's coming from a truthful place. If, if your positivity is fragile, I suggest that maybe there's some work you need to do there. You don't need to be afraid of moving through the dark. That's how we get to the light. And just some practical tips to leave you with on grounding, just some that I've absorbed. I know that these work for a lot of people, different things here. So just to help you during this time with connecting with your own sense of groundedness, think of yourself as a tree, right? You are the trunk and you want to have your roots going deep into the earth of connection. And then, you know, your branches, that is the, what you give to the world is upraised and full of abundance. Where do I start? Exercise is huge. Please get some exercise. Um, Men and women, this will make us all more sane and balanced and grounded big time. Go outside if you can. Get some sunshine if you can. Some people like to walk on the earth without their shoes. This is supposed to have really great properties to, to ground us and give us you know, that earth energy. For me, rest is huge. It's so big. Um, literally, when I am sleep-deprived, I feel physically much more in my head. Even if I have some sort of shallow energy, it's very head-driven. And when I am rested, I am much more in my body and literally feel more in alignment with my heartbeat. So we're all getting more opportunities to rest, or many, many people. And I say take the opportunity because you don't know what the next season holds. So we're kind of like every day is a Friday, right? Right now, gardening, getting your hands in the earth can be very grounding. Cooking, making something that didn't exist before, making art, writing, singing. These are some wonderful ways, of course, calling and connecting with people. And prayer and meditation and turning off our social media. So those are some tips on 
making the most of this time and some of my thoughts. Thank you so much for listening and being with me. Please share your tips on grounding or your reactions to some of the ideas that I have suggested to you. If you would like to make some art with me, I am turning my Patreon into an art classroom, and there are links below. It's basically a donation-based subscription art class. So it would be awesome to have you along, and I want to see what you make. Abstract Expressionism, Spiritual Growth Through Abstract Expressionism. All right, my friends, have a wonderful rest of your week and good luck being spiritually grounded. Bye-bye.